Can no one but Slash find anything in this dungeon? Keys, false bottoms, secret doors. You'd think the ranger would at least be a little bit helpful. But then maybe I shouldn't be criticizing my teammates. Slash is enough of an asshole. But then again, Tess seems to be pretty okay cutting open and desiccating corpses over the greed of dwarves. So I guess mercy was never an option. Or maybe it is. Let's find out in episode 43 of What the Fumble, Deadlight Greenlight. Again, where are we at? 43, I think. At 43. Man. Close to that 50. Close to that 50. 5 0. Coming up. So many. You know, uh, I think it's been a couple episodes. I feel like it was like three, four weeks ago that we made that uh, reference to Carrie. Remember, like in the ogre (laughs) fight when. Yeah. Yeah, Lenaro was just covered in goblin blood. I think I remember something like that yeah. happening. <laughs> Don't care, got mine. We made that uh, carry reference. So I mentioned that, like sometimes I kind of I like to sit and think of all the horror movies that some element of this story has reminded me of so far. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, there's any like horror movies that you've been reminded of so far? Even you know whether it's like a specific scene or a plot point or whatever carry obviously oh yeah i mean personally speaking i know that david and i when we were younger would watch b-rated horror movies on the regular oh yeah uh when it came to like we, we thought they were funnier than any comedy ever produced like the b-rated horror they sort of are and they really <laughs> are there's a there's a wonderful charm to them but honestly when the ogre when rosebud which i mean in and of itself is a reference but when Rosebud <laughs> started, so, yeah. you know, barreling, you know, goblins at us and whatnot. Ah, uh, yes, the classic and, horror movie. <laughs> I know, but but that kind of, you know, like like almost wacky, almost like acme kind of, you know, like behavior reminded yeah. me a lot of that um, uh, movie Trolls, where it's like, wait a minute, like that that, that famous line, wait a minute. They're going to eat us. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're eating like, them. And then they're going to eat me. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like, it's almost like that kind of, <laughs> that kind of moment, especially for Tony Rigoletto. Like, I, I feel like he had that moment and that's why he jumped in the barrel. You know what I mean? I like it. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, like even way back episode two, I think, when you guys... We're floating along in the water, middle of the night, middle of the ocean. Kind of had that, uh, you guys ever seen open water? Like when that couple, they go like scuba diving and then the boat leaves and suddenly they're just left in the fucking middle of the ocean. Oh God, oh. that sounds horrifying. Yeah, it's based on a true story and they totally both die. Uh, oh. But it is a, ter- like it's a very terrifying real life horror kind of story. That I'm reminded of open water when I think of those first first like two three episodes oh i don't like that yeah well i'm kind of uh reminded and maybe i'm thinking of the wrong movie but uh with the mists and the shroud and stuff like 
I'm thinking of the thing where it's like they're in the middle of a blizzard, they're trapped in a building kind oh, of thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, right? yeah. And the thing is, we're kind of in this cave. We just got recently a letter saying, things are coming for you. There's the shroud coming and that's like the blizzard. It kind of reminds me of the thing. That's a pretty, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, good even one. in the domains themselves, there's no way out. Yeah. That's uh, a fantastic movie too. If <laughs> any of you haven't seen it, that one is very much worth watching. The entire... uh now, we've never played it as the module, but like the whole Icewind Dale module has very the thing kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Hmm. I I didn't expect things to go this way, but the way Tess has been progressing, I don't know, that that dwarfs that dwarf thing last week. Um the only horror movie I've seen recently is House of a Thousand Corpses. Please don't judge me. Um, Not at all. It's fantastic. <laughs> what if you ask me? Oh, that whole Rob Zombie trilogy, great. Never it, seen it myself. It but oh, messed dude. with me though. Oh, it's hardcore. There's some scenes in there that, yeah. If you haven't seen it, uh, you're, you were not prepared for those scenes when nope. they show up. Yeah, I I don't know, like the Who's Your Daddy thing, where they like flay the freaking top half of a guy and then wear it as a costume. Um, I'm not. Who knows? We might need to disguise ourselves as dwarves. We've already got one unzipped. Have you seen the rest of the the trilogy? Oh no, that one was one was too much. One wasn't just Fair enough. enough. From there it goes to to the Devil's Rejects, which is that's my favorite of the three personally. Uh, and then I think the last one came out. Yeah, like recently, I saw fairly recent. Oh, what's it called? Three from Hell, I think it's called something something like that. Anyway, all three of those movies. Great, and I definitely that's a good example too because those are just all about just like shock value slasher, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Such slashers, those are great. Uh, the asylum, I don't know if it falls in a horror movie, but uh, the movie Split felt similar to that with like, oh, yeah, uh, all of us trapped in one room together, and then the slow sort of breakup, yeah, sure, the reassuring strong figure that's trying to help us, but not really. I can so. see. I can see that the whole like asylum kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Shutter Island too, even oh. though that's kind of like the same. Not quite a horror movie, but the environment, like the scene, was yeah. very much kind of unsettling, the same, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the asylum true. reminded me a lot of you know one of my favorite horror movies, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Take oh, that opinion fuck. to Anchorage, Alaska, and leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see that callback coming at all. <laughs> if Heinfroth isn't Willy Wonka, then I I, I don't want to be like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Just walking out of the asylum, falls, does a flip. We can't trust him anymore. <laughs> oh man, takes him to these weird torture chambers with all kinds of weird people in white robes. And orange skin, I mean white robes. Like, come on. I guess he cut it from the, uh, yeah, from the episodes, but uh, Justin's Oompa Loompa acts in the uh, middle of the (laughs) asylum were amazing. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't make the cut. The songs were great. They're super inspired. Oompa Loompa, Doompity, Dine Froth. (laughs) I dressed up in everything, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I cut that. Bad move in retrospect. Should have kept it um, in. Should have kept it in. Uh, those are pretty good examples, though. Anyone else? Anyone you got? Anything? How are you guys digging the uh, 
dungeon crawl. I think we can call this a dungeon crawl. You guys are definitely in dungeon crawl mode. Yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, the last time we dungeon crawled was DCC, and I'm not willing to die as many times as I did then. That's a good point. Yeah, we haven't really dungeon crawled in this campaign yet. When's the last time we five e dungeon crawled? Uh, probably when we were going through the house on in Dominia. Oh, fair, fair. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. But that that's was kind of there, there's dungeon. a time limit on that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and it, that one was more like let's go check this room out and then. Go back to our rooms and not fuck with anything else yeah. for a day. Yeah, this is yeah. our first, like, legit dungeon crawl of this campaign, I think. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think so. It's been a while, even for just us around the table, since we've done, like, a proper dungeon crawl, I think. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Been a while. So I guess we should do it, then. I guess uh, we should get right back into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's go not fight dwarf ghosts. Let's go find Willy Wonka. Like a freaking <laughs> blood curse or whatever that freaking journal just told us. Hmm. What do you think it is? Any ideas? What do you think that journal diary was referencing, going? God, I don't know, man. The like, thing. <laughs> hopefully nothing that the Tolkien Institute will sue us over. <laughs> Seriously? All right. Like, I feel it's it's what it's, dwarves do. It's what yeah. they do. They dig, and eventually they dig too much. Yes, no, I've heard that dwarves are very greedy. That's uh, <laughs> that's what they say. It happens every time. Whoopsie doodles. Well, I guess let's get right back into her then, uh, gents. There you are, the four of you with your uh, with your monk tank. <laughs> there you are, the four of you uh, standing there in this actual chief engineer's office as far as you know so far oh my god <laughs> still time for everything in here to turn into a mimic but so Wait. far it looks real the mimic's probably inside the lockbox oh it's gonna be the weirdest item it's gonna be the <laughs> weirdest item Wait, the entire mine is just a giant mimic and we're slowly being digested yum 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 but no so far it does look like real chief engineer's office real desk inside real papers on top uh, with the stuff you guys have kind of looked into so far, if I remember right, you looked into the papers, found the wor- uh, the name Jasper Leafwood. It just kind of it's just a name that sort of showed up on a lot of receipts. Looks like this Jasper Leafwood was buying the bulk of the diamond uh, the diamond exports from this mine. They were mostly being purchased by that individual. Aside from that, you guys did some more digging around. You cut the dwarf open looking for a key, which was badass as fuck. (laughs) So badass. Well, thank you. Really wish I had thought of hiding a key in there. But then again, what were the odds that you would expect any of us to, like, slice open a corpse? Well, now it's a non-zero number, so... (laughs) I definitely didn't see it coming. That... did he You've plant anything inside the goblins between weeks? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Only one way to find out. You've had a few moments I didn't see coming so far when Tess can be hardcore when she wants to. Tell you what. Uh, but you also, you checked out, like, the gem cutter's table. You found a false uh, bottom drawer in there. Got a key, got a little diamond dust, which led to finding a false bottom drawer in the desk. Found another key. I think it was a potion of healing, I think, that was in there. Yep. You've got this fancy uh, war pick, like his mining pick, uh, the, the dead dwarf sitting in the chair, uh, died holding. Still still some potential investigation in this room if you're up for it. You just found his diary in the false bottom. 
And the, the big words to remember there were, if you're here to rob us, turn back, because you'll never find what we're protecting, is essentially the And they've taken the their secrets notes. to their graves. They took the secrets to their graves. So might as well turn back. Who knows what that can mean? There's still this massive ornate chest in this room that's un, uh, unexplored. I mean, you've checked it out and it kind of determined that brute force wasn't enough from the goblins, but you guys didn't really take the chest thing too much further, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, well, I broke open one chest. Ha-ha! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's the one thing I did. It's well done. We'll move on. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, great. That was a really good joke, Colin. Ha-ha! <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, we come back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's... let's, let's Look for things. Um, I I loot the bodies. I Lustra, you're the uh, strongest of us, and you're currently holding that um, war pick, mining pick. Uh, why not take a couple taps on the walls and see if he has a means of escape on the off chance he got barricaded in this room? Yeah, sure. I'll start tapping away on the walls to see if there's any other hidden tunnels of any kind. Oh... You guys read Dungeon Delving 101 throughout the week, I see. Is this your uh, way of saying you're searching for secret doors? You would be correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Investigation check on the walls. That's a 10. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm assuming you're pretty thorough with the whole thing. Maybe tapping on the, the wall to see if there's any, like, uh, hollow sound. And uh, sure enough, oh. there's a little chunk of the wall maybe a foot tall and a foot wide that is pretty hollow there's just a random little spot in the back of the wall in the back of the room huh that's not dwarf sized hmm it is if Tess keeps cutting Lenara <laughs> <laughs> will still one handed try and scoot some junk out of the way take a peek in there uh, and sure enough, you find it takes a little bit of uh, kind of wiggling around, but eventually you find a little bit of give and are able to pull, to kind of push back this little hidden panel, essentially. And you find some things. You find some things inside. Is it violence? It's not violence. <laughs> no, you don't find violence. And by things, I mean thing, unfortunately. You find one thing, and it is a, another lockbox. God damn it! So now you have two locked lockboxes and a big old locked ornate chest. Can we do the round of keys in all of them? Do the round of keys. The small little key that you found in the gem cutter's table does fit in this lockbox you just hmm. found in the wall. Is it another key? <laughs> you want to open it up? Hell yeah, we do. I don't. <laughs> so so, so I sure will. You got it, Slash. Yeah. Slash oh, yeah. is opening it up. Sure is. The lockbox is a mimic. <gasps> you got duped. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You hear a tiny little click, and the lockbox opens right up. And you find yourself three things, Slash. Mm. Three things inside. It's one of them self-respect. <laughs> Two Slash things. Has, Slash has so chance. much self-respect. Are you kidding? <laughs> First thing you find, you find this hard to believe, 
but you find a key. God! Find a key. The second thing you find is a tiny statuette of a dwarf. It is carved. It's maybe like three inches tall, two inch, two, three inches around. Tiny little statuette of a dwarf. It's carved out of pure white opal. Oh. It's got to be worth at least a few hundred gold. Like, this is very nice. This is a very nice little statuette of a dwarf. Uh, and the third thing you find is... You guys aren't going to believe this one. You're not going to believe is this a, one. Is it another key that's also a mimic? <laughs> no, I'm actually being sincere. It's a potion of superior healing. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. This dwarf had a lot of potions of healing to have been <laughs> killed, like... In his office. Really? Be- well, if, if he didn't hide his potions behind four fucking key puzzles, then... You know what? That's fair. It's like, don't... W- ha, goblins, I'm well defended. Just give me, like, three minutes. That well, is a good point, though, well, maybe. No, I'll- what is it? Um, I guess a lot of people they found, you know, dead in the desert often have died with, you know, entirely full bottles of water because they tried rationing their water and just oh, sure. failed successfully. Maybe that's what he was doing. That's what I like to think he was doing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Potion of Superior Healing, which is Hell massive. Yeah. That's the best kind. That's 8d8 plus 8. Holy shit. What the hell is in this mountain? <laughs> that I think requ- we're done. I think that's the, that's the treasure. Let's leave. Um... <laughs> um you know Slash is taking the new key and trying it in every other lockbox and big chest in the room. Yeah? Yeah. Is the opal dwarf sexy? Actually, before we do that, <laughs> um, is there no. any demarcations on the lockbox and the key that opened that lockbox that suggest they went together? No. No? They're just... Like, I don't think. Like a logo on the box and a logo or on like the a key? number no. or anything like no. that? No. Okay. Probably just like utilitarian, like the, the precious things are inside... Dwarves make things to last, though. Yeah, that's fair. Sort of uniform. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, uh, in which case, yep, that's trial and error with that new key. Demarcations? <laughs> you read the fucking thesaurus before you came to this session? What is I'm an demarcations? <laughs> Listen, it's a word. Look it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, you opening up the big chest? Fits. It, it fits in the big. It fits. Oh, buddy! I, I almost totally want to do. Fits. I almost want to do like a a Zelda like. If you do that, based on what we've dealt with so far, loser's gonna have his longbow at the ready, and he's knocking an arrow just in case. The big chest has a single key in it for the last lockbox. <laughs> Could you imagine, my lord? But yes, I'm. Uh, he's gonna absolutely open that big chest. The big, fancy, ornate chest, which, by the way, like I said, this thing's all, like, lined with gold and platinum and silver. Like, the box itself, the treasure chest box, 500 gold, easy. Can we just, like, chromatic orb that and, like, melt the stuff off of it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, Put really. that in some of Odo Hutz's vials? There you go. I cast Unmending. So you open this <laughs> thing up. Open this thing up. Inside, you find more stuff. <gasps> more stuff. You find yourself a silvered mace that looks like this would have been the chief engineer's, maybe like kind of his little side project. Like it's something he crafted himself like at his gem cutter's table. You can tell like a lot of time and effort has been put into crafting this mace. 
The hilt itself has three gems in it. There's a diamond, a ruby, and a sapphire in the hilt of this silvered mace. Each of those gems worth 100 gold alone. Uh, But yeah, this is clearly kind of a little hobby piece that the engineer made in his spare time and had it in his chest here. You also find yourself a bullseye lantern. It's kind of weird because you figure this chest, like everyone in the room, I think you determined last time has been dead at least a day or two. Like they've been dead, you know, a little bit. Yeah, a couple of days. You open this up and the bullseye lantern, like you can't find any fuel inside it, but yet it's totally lit. Oh, hell yeah. You see it and you're like, eh, it seems magical in some way or another for it to just be lit. It's freaking lit, bro. Bullseye Lantern's lit as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you find that. You also find a pouch with 500 gold inside. Oh. And you find a second pouch with this pristinely cut diamond inside of it. Diamond has to be worth 300 gold. It's a nice diamond. Oh, shit. And that's all you find. How much for Greater Resto again? 100 or 500? 100. 100. 100, yeah. So we're up to four and change. 100 in dust, though. Yeah. That's huge, though. Arguably, we could just leave. Yeah, I mean, Lenara is whole. I'm not just... I'm, I'm not mad in a magical way your um, role play man tess you are insufferable tess like looks to you with her blood-stained hands and face come over here and say that again slash <laughs> um this may not be the last time we might need this uh to come across diamonds relatively easily for free That's we need to, we need to mine this for all that we can also if there is something dark and dangerous that's been unleashed i want to at least take a swing at it to uh keep it in its place and or or run and scream and prepare for whatever's coming after us there is also even though like the diary said that so far the shroud hasn't consumed the mine itself there is also always that lingering factor as well guys know when you ran to the intersection to see what happened to merlin and the shroud like barreled forward last night yeah. So there's always that to consider too. Leave and come back next week and maybe no mine. True. Yeah, there's no guarantee that like how long it's gonna be available for at all. Shit. Um do we want to see if any of these things are magical or just well made? Do we I can do two more detect magic within the day. We just have one lockbox left. I would say let us hold until we take some time to get attuned to anything. I don't think we're, we want to rest just yet. I would agree. A diamond mind is something that is important not just to us for our own purposes, but to a city, to a province, to a country. It would not be surprising if there was some kind of teleportation here by way of mist token. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any kind of teleportation circle magic with the mists here in the diamond mine. 
Uh, we don't know. But the point is, we need to travel in deeper. I say that we mine this for as much as we can and head back, because this mine may not be here soon due to the Shroud. We already know that the Shroud is moving in significantly fast and significantly closer. Clearly, this is a point of extreme interest, not just to ourselves, but to others. It would not surprise me if there was some kind of sentience at play here. My point being is that time is of the essence. I think we're of the same mind here. Let's continue down further. We're in, it's in the middle of like what? What is it right now? Like four in the morning? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you right. guys had woke up from your long rest. Yeah, like three in the morning. You've done a couple of rooms. At this point, I'd say the sun's probably rising outside, but you're too deep in the mind to notice it. But yeah, six, seven o'clock in the morning. Based on, based on chances of what time it is of the time of day, we are probably still good to continue deeper, but we don't want to dawdle. I think that we should go deeper collect what we can and get out as quick as we can. So, because we don't know if this mine's going to be here much longer due to the shroud. So I say we go deeper, see what we can get, get as much diamond as we can and go from there. So we go down that other tunnel that we saw at the T junction at the entrance and go from there. Well, I mean, is this was just the side room is, um, is like, is there yeah, the way that we're going does it go further down it also continues and david's right as well there's also the other direction of mm-hmm. the t intersection so yeah there's still two two options still okay regardless i'm just saying is that we need to continue and i would rather us be a bit more uh quick on this because i'm i don't know about you but uh, i don't have dark vision and i don't know what time it is i'm assuming it's still pretty early in the morning but to Slash's point and to everyone's point here, who knows who else could be coming in here? So us having run of the place may not be the case for much longer. I think we just all aggressively agreed with each other. Yes, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll carry on down the path as we've been going. Okay, sounds good to me. So make your way out of the actual chief engineer's office. And we have two keys, correct? Still usable? Uh, we used one for the one, one for the lock box, one for the chest. So you still have one you haven't used, and you still have a locked lock box right. that that key doesn't fit in. Right, right. So you now have okay. a key and a locked box that do not go together. I feel like we missed something in that room, but that's okay. We can just smash it open later. <laughs> oh no, that I don't like that laugh. <laughs> this one's full of alchemist fire. <laughs> Keep making your way down this same direction. I'd say after about another 50 feet or so of traveling down this mine shaft, this southern mine shaft, you can feel the the path start to descend a little bit. Like there's a downward slope to the mine shaft at this point. It's going deeper. Another 20, 30 feet down and it actually starts, like, your feet start to get wet. Uh, there's actually water in the tunnel here. Someone give me a perception check. Got it. 18. 18. You kind of take a look around the tunnel around you. It looks like the ceiling above you in this section is fairly unstable. Like, uh, maybe as you were walking up to it, like, a single little pebble kind of falls into the water that's accumulating on the ground. So, yeah, with that role, you're able to determine that going further down, like this tunnel keeps going, uh, but the ground is filled with water and the ceiling looks unstable. 
Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Because, like, as we've been traveling further down, um, Tess has sort of been, like, lagging behind a little bit and just every five or ten feet just, like, punching the wall. Um, so you just hear, like, a little wet slap every so often. <laughs> and uh, she says, wait, it's dangerous to go further. You you said there were there were cart tracks. Do you yeah. do you think this would go any further? Uh, can I take a look around for cart tracks just to see if the trail continues down the yeah absolutely survival. That's going to be thirteen. Thirteen is enough to yeah realize that yeah sure enough uh, cart tracks go like directly into the water here. The carts were carried through here. It's hard to tell if that's, I mean, that that's a reasonable assumption for sure. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell if that's the case or if they just haven't traveled since whatever it's happened, been, happened. since whatever filled it up with water, filled it up with water. It's hard to tell because in the section that there's water, like there's no tracks, right? It's just sediment. Mm-hmm. Is this water stagnant? Are things growing in it? Is it clear and settled it's, except for uh, footsteps? Uh, yes, everything but clear. It's like it's definitely dirty, but yeah. yeah, it's just still water. Well, they said they did uncover something. Nothing growing in it. I think you asked that, and I yeah, yeah that's not a yes either. So maybe a, a change in scenery is a sign of progress, but also a sign of much more significant danger. She like looks up to the place the the pebble fell from. And she just says, "I mean, if things get loud, I don't know if this is the, going to be the way back." Speaking of loud, Slash sort of, you know, like takes his hands and and motions downward as if to quiet everybody. Slash wants to see if he can't hear any water running. Okay, good call. Perception. What do you hear, Slash? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, Perception, that's a 20, dirty 20. 20 is pretty, pretty good. You don't hear, do you have dark vision? I do, yes. You don't hear any, like, water rushing or anything like that. You do see that occasionally there's little, like, drops of water dripping down from the ceiling. So you assume whatever accumulated here, like, you know, it's running through the the, the mountain, essentially, right? It's dripping from, like, the ceiling of the mountain. This is like an in... Oh. What, what do you call those? Like a underground... River? River kind of thing going on here. Okay, so there might be something flowing above us. Yeah, it could very well be that there's water above you, and uh, it's dr- it looks like it's kind of dripped down and accumulated in this mine shaft. And that rolls high enough for you to tell that, like, about 10 feet in front of you. So about right now you guys are kind of standing, like, at the edge of the water, and 10 feet in, it gets, like, significantly deeper. There's, like, a 10-foot drop there. Mm. The mine shaft keeps descending, right? But the water level stays the same, so it gets it gets deeper really quick. Hmm. Okay. I would suspect none of us are eager to go for a swim, so I feel like this is perhaps a dead end for us. Well, I mean, our um in in our experience of like going through this small bit of mine shaft, has it all been straight and then only going down, or are there any points where they might have like? been digging in an upward direction so far you haven't seen upward uh and yeah everything was fairly level till you know a couple dozen feet away from the actual chief engineer's office the this downward slope is the first one you've found so far okay so the likelihood of them digging downwards and then like 
later on, maybe 50 feet or whatever, it going back up to a place that might be above the water level again is there's a I feel like there's a chance for that, but I don't know how much we're willing to risk to find out. I feel like we have a dry option ahead of a wet one. So let us investigate dry before we go wet. Good martini? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, then just... I mean, the chief engineer made his office down here. Um, Also, that that bullseye lantern, um, is it, like, warm to the touch, or...? Uh, I don't believe so. The source of light seems very magical, because, again, like, you don't see any fuel in this thing, and yet... And you found it, like, inside a sealed chest, and yet here it is, very much lit. Okay. What if I put it under water? I'm okay with trying to swim as far as I can, but I can't see. So if I can use this bullseye lantern as my eyes, I'm willing to swim down to see how far it goes. I mean, I could do that as well. Um, If we tie the rope around one of us, and the rest of us held it, then if anything went wrong... We could, like, give it a couple of tugs and then everyone just pulls us back out. If something goes terribly wrong, then only one of us would be at risk. I really think that they took some carts down here. I think that we should probably try this out. So maybe, Tess, you're a bit more agile. I am fast and light. Yeah, and yeah, you're lighter than I am and I'm pretty strong, so I'm pretty sure we can yank you back if need be. I'm willing if everyone else is. I have 50 feet of rope in my bag. Don't go beyond it, obviously. I mean, you're <laughs> tied up, but don't do anything <laughs> stupid and untie yourself. Oh, hey, Salash, maybe you should go, like, somewhere else. Salash <laughs> sort of, you know, cracks his neck, rolls his shoulders. I'm sure you being tied up isn't a problem, Tess. So, he's going to tie a rope around Tess, and you're going to go underwater with the bullseye lantern. Yes. See what you see. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Gonna take a deep, deep, deep breath. Two tugs if you need me to yank you back, okay? All right. Seven tugs if you're panicking. (laughs) (laughs) What if I can only get to six? Well, you're fucked. Too bad. All right, well, at least I know where we stand or swim. You descend into these dark waters. Oh, I don't like it when you say it like that. (laughs) With your bullseye lantern. 50 feet of rope. Tied around your waist, your party holding the other end of the rope, ready to pull you out if anything goes wrong. Slash washes away the blood that would have washed off from her hands and face to make sure that if any new blood floats to the top, we know it's hers. Good call. (laughs) You start walking forward in this water. It doesn't take but about 10 feet for it to become deep enough that you're like fully submerged. I should kind of like feel below you, like under your feet, kind of feel like the the worn away stones of maybe steps that had been carved. This uh, you get the impression this is a very maybe one of the older mine shafts in the mine. Uh, but you start making your way down here. You get about thirty feet. You've got your little what seems to be a magical bullseye lantern in your hand, lighting your path. When you're about thirty feet off, that the light from the bullseye lantern changes to the color green. What? Do you want to uh, keep going or does that change things? 
the the lights coming from it or right so a bullseye lantern right is one of those you know bullseye lantern has like a little uh it's like a lighthouse. It? Yeah, it looks like a lighthouse, and it's got like a little, uh, like a medieval flashlight. Yeah, and you can kind of open or close the panel, and uh, yeah, typically it's it's so far has been giving off regular light, and yeah, once you get thirty feet down in the water, it turns that light turns green. It's now shining green light. Okay, so I guess the thing. Um, is there something in the water that's changing the color, or is the source of the light green? The source of oh. the light has changed to green. Uh, mm. Tess is going to like look at it with concern. Yeah, um, and as you kind of like, as you look at it with that concern, and kind of like, you know, maybe turn it a little bit to investigate a little bit oh, more. No. <laughs> like as you turn it, it goes back to regular light. But when you, because a bullseye lantern has a very like directed flow yeah. of light, right? So when you're turning it, white light. But when you turn it directly down the mine shaft, it turns green again. All right, she is going to like hold it up and just like look really, really hard to see if there's anything that like any difference um, in the in the area that the light is shining on, like. Maybe it's a detector to like shine differently on ore. Right. Give me a perception check. Oh shit. 24. 24. Nice. It's a little too far away for the length of the rope to allow you to get to it. Uh, so right now you're 30 feet away from the rest of your party. Mm-hmm. An additional 60 feet away from you, there's a dead dwarf who's like caught. In between a couple of uh, a couple of stalagmites that are growing out of the, the the floor of the mine, he's submerged completely in water. Right, he's completely underwater, but he's like super dead and stuck in the middle of these stalagmites. Oh, about sixty feet ahead of you. Okay, um, I am going to rotate slowly the bullseye lantern to the right. Until the um, until the light just barely isn't touching the body of the dwarf. Okay, and it goes back to normal. Light goes back to normal. All right. Um, Tess is going to look with significant concern at this bullseye lantern, and then realize I've been down here a while, and um, <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> She'll like sigh in frustration, then be like, "Oh no, oh that was a bad idea," uh, and then she's going to um, just gently tug seven times on <laughs> on the rope. At the second tug, Lustra starts pulling. <laughs> At the seventh tug, Lenara starts pulling. <laughs> Slash, after seeing Lenara tug and pull a few times, rolls his eyes and starts to help. <laughs> Whatever, we all know Slash didn't help. <laughs> Whatever, buddy. <laughs> and I mean, I was 30 feet away. Like, I definitely didn't need you guys to pull me back. Wee! Wee! Yay! Trust exercise. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'll keep shining the bullseye lantern as I'm being as I'm being pulled back. Um, just to see if like it's like if the, the cone of light, if it's if the dwarf isn't visible that it changes back or 
Uh, like if it's, a- I'll give you either survival or insight for this one. Cool. Well, I'm proficient in one of them. Dang. 24. 24. Jeez. So if that you realize the light goes back to normal the second you're further than 60 feet away from this dwarf. Okay. So it's probably something about detecting dead or maybe detection. undead. Detect dwarf. Or Farts. maybe it's like detect magic and the dwarf just has some really awesome stuff on him. But regardless, sploosh. She uh, she does her best to like bond girl and then realizes that she doesn't have long hair anymore. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, right. That's right. You're dressed like a male carpenter right now. Yeah. All the <laughs> makeup is pants say on. juicy on them. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inferno. So again, juicy. Slash <laughs> 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 so just the ruffles in his jacket. <laughs> If I can I like, find Infernal Script online, I'm making those sweatpants. <laughs> can't wait. I'm pretty. I can. I can get it to you. I think it's in the. Excellent. I'll tell you right now. It's in the Descent of Vernus book. Oh um, hell it's yeah! It's there. I'm making some pants. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Tess looks up to discount Palpatine, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's looser for those catching up. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited. Daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, All right, two things. Uh, one, there is a very definitely dead dwarf about 90 feet down there. And also, she holds up the bullseye lantern. As soon as the light touched the body, the, the light turned green. Wait. Um, and she wants to dash back to the... Um, to the room with all of the dead bodies okay were you also let me ask you this when you got out of the water are you are you still holding that bullseye lantern yes if that's the case it definitely turns to green again like as you point it to a few of your companions i think probably all of them it's also turning green now that you're holding it actively and like pointing it towards everyone else oh 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 Oh, um, well, this happened. Uh, wait, pointing at all of you. You don't think the dwarf is still alive, do you? No, that can't be right. Hold on. Maybe wait. it does have cool magic stuff. <laughs> so so you're saying it changes color. I mean, look, like points it in your eyes, yeah, shines the green light. Yeah, it's green. I get that. <laughs> oh, God. Do you need the better look? She like, no. holds it right up. Po- point it away. I just want to see the color shift. Lenara is going to put the wand of detect magic, sort of stick it in a hole in the rock in the wall, step to one side of the uh, cavern and say, all right, cast a light on me now. Uh, she will do exactly that. I should have no magic stuff on me. Okay, so sorry, you're you're putting the... Oh, I see. You're, yeah. you're setting the wand I, I'm aside. I'm setting the I one understand. magic item okay, I yeah, have yeah, aside. Yeah, yeah. That, no, it doesn't seem as if it's detecting magic items. No. Interesting. Process of illumination, fun. Process of illumination. Ah. <laughs> um, elf giggles. How about you point it at us one at a time and see if one person triggers it or not? All right. Um, yeah, I'll just procedurally like point it between everyone. Just like do a little lighthouse rotate. Uh, shit. Wasn't expecting that to happen. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Says the DM. Uh. 
I know you have a very accurate character sheet. Can I see it for a second? Yes. It's taking all... Oh, oh, well, this detects mist talismans or something? Oh, Where's shit. your inventory? Third page? Uh, wow, you're in, your character sheet is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> inspiration. Do you have inspiration? I don't. You can oh, see the empty spot on my character back sheet. To you. Oh, yeah, she you can... used it on that freaking ogre. Nuke. Look at you. Yeah, this one. Ah, fuck, I don't know how to describe it without giving it completely That's away. That's it. I don't know how to not give it away. I mean, and... does it? Is it detecting money? Is it detecting gold? Probably some sort of... Make an insight check. There you go. Diamonds? Oh, f- uh, seven. You're not sure, but... Yeah, some of I think all of you no, all of you detect. Now I'm remembering things I've heard you guys describe about your characters in the past. I think all of you detect. Detect clothes. <laughs> uh, uh um Tess is just really confused. She's I think she is going to go back to the to the room with the goblins and dwarf and just like shine it at them, see if like what is the difference here? If only someone had leveled up and taken the identify spell. <laughs> is that our problem here shit uh yeah you go back to the chief engineer's office shine it all around no results and i say that assuming that you guys have you know loot taken all the loot yeah um aside from the chest itself I, i'm assuming um, the what well, did you guys take the actual chest itself no i no, said it was no. worth like 500 yeah but it's, it's too heavy it's you super said. heavy it's no, yeah, can, yeah. No. And I don't think our bag of holding is has that big of a mouth. Regardless of this lantern, clearly it can light the way wherever we go. I feel like investigating and finding out how that dwarf died is important. But as I mentioned, I would much rather be dry than wet. I feel like checking back the other way would be easier for the entire party. Well, I mean, this probably isn't the only coil of rope we have. If we want to just have all of our eggs in one basket i could make another run down tie uh tie a length of rope around the the dwarf or even hold on to it and we could pull that all back see what see what its story is i feel like that's the most prudent approach and i mean even then like i'll be further down so i can just shine the light further see if there's anything more and if there isn't we can go the uh the dry and not wet, snaky boy way. Sounds good. How beat up are you? Fairly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Alrighty. Uh. Um, yeah, like you see, after all of the grime being washed off from the from the little swim, there's like still like red stains like coming through her clothes and like her her right hand like the knuckles are all like shredded from punching the wall i get the feeling you will make use of this spell regardless uh let's hope not down there and she's gonna cast a second level uh cure wounds on you oh oh fancy for 11 hit points not too shabby at all that's got to be close that's Thank like you. at least a third of your eight oh that's more than a third of my yeah. hp so it kind of sounds to me like the the plan now is to uh, maybe double up on rope and go get that dwarven body and bring it back to the group. Yeah. Sounds Let's about get right. Get it. Mm-hmm. Give her. And you're doing so all the while with the bullseye lantern in hand? Um, yeah, you do have yes. to go down, investigate, tie the lantern to the rope so you have two free hands. Okay, yeah, like uh, I could probably like... 
stuff tie been- like just um untie the rope around my waist slot the does the bull, the bulldog lantern has a handle yeah it does it has a handle on top and it's got i don't know what to call it like a slot like you know like a little panel that you slide back and forth to open and close it right so okay. that you can change the direction of of the light or does whatever does anyone want to go down to be her eyes Jeez. why do you need my eyes oh yeah do so, i need eyes sorry yeah i don't have dark vision i'm sorry <laughs> ah Lucifer's <laughs> just confused in the dark. <laughs> How are you seeing things? Uh, I guess he was. He did grow up amongst only dragonborn. <laughs> My eyes are magic. Ooh. Um. But yeah, I'll like slide the. Wait, can I just hook it along a belt loop? Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm just like <laughs> make it easy. Yeah. Why? Why am I making this hard on myself and everyone? That's what you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> never um okay tie link of rope around my waist um tie another 50 feet if someone has it um to that so i have a hundred get more rope tie those together so we have another hundred hopefully oh boy. okay that all right yeah 100 yeah, yeah i've explored sweet, sweet. yeah yep. i'm um, good yeah i've got i got 50 feet all mm-hmm. right i'll uh take the coil of rope in my in my hand You're like all right wish me luck and dive under uh, and swim fairly fast with my super fast monk speed um, up to the dwarf, and I'll just as as I get to within like ten feet of it, I'll shine the light past it just to see if there's anything nefarious. Past the body of the dwarf, yes, yeah, hundred percent. Now that uh, now that you're a little further down the underwater mine shaft, why don't we do a quick little perception then? The one time we like go through I walk through here without checking for traps. Hey, I'm holding on to the rope. Yup, and I'm rolling a four. Four um, on eight, perception. sorry. Eight. Four plus four. Stress? Uh plus five minus one. Okay, cool. So you get about ten feet away from this dead dwarf body. Even with that roll though, you can tell that further beyond you, maybe like another about another fifty feet away from you. This mine shaft, like it ends, like there's a hard stop, and it kind of looks like there's actually like a little bit. There's quite a bit of cracks and uh, little fissures and stuff in the ceiling of where it ends. So it looks oh. like these guys were digging. Probably water hit an underground stream. Yeah, they stream. hit an underground stream. Water started pouring in. That guy didn't make uh, it out in it time. Looks like maybe that guy didn't make it out in time. Okay. And that that you get that from that perception, but nothing else. All right. Well, at least the dwarf wasn't killed by more goblins. Hooray. It's something. Um I will swim um I'll have I'll just like have my hand on my spear cuz underwater. Um just in case, but I'll swim up the last 10 feet and try to loop the other length of rope around this dwarf's, let's say, waist. Yeah, sure thing. As uh, you kind of pull the dwarf's body out from the uh, the stalagmites he's kind of stuck in the middle of, definitely tell he's been waterlogged a little oh. while. His body doesn't fully remain intact oh, no. when you pull... But when you do get his body out of the way, the good news is that for whatever reason, there's a lit candle under his body. It's what? totally lit. What's so shining. fucking lit, bruh? So lit, bruh. Is it green? 
It is not green. Okay. Uh, but there's definitely a, a lit, it looks very magical. There's a lit magical candle under his body that was shoved in between those stalagmites. Most of the body, yeah, kind of almost disintegrates as the oh. his bloated corpse just essentially Sloths explodes. off the skeleton. Sloths right off. It's all waterlogged. It's disgusting. Ew, dwarf innards. This is the first time today that I've experienced that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, give me a quick little perception to see if you can notice what goes on through the, the, the gore floating in the water right now. God. Is there a key in his stomach? <laughs> 19 19 there's not a key in his stomach but it is enough to notice that this little dwarf fucker apparently stole a gem because like a diamond worth at least 50 gold uh is like falling to the bottom and the bullseye lantern as soon as the diamond exits the bullseye lantern's uh cone the light turns back to white Oh. oh, I'm a snag that if that's right. all right with you. Yeah, you can certainly snag that up. Just jam my arm through the like blood mist, like gore, whatever, and just grab that diamond. Linara can cast so many chromatic orbs now. Maybe I can too. Raking in the diamonds right now, that's for sure. You guys have a good point, though. It's like, that's what you're here for. And just because you only need 100 gold or whatever it is to heal yourselves doesn't mean that's all you're going to need till the end of this campaign. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I am going to uh, just reach back to the rope that I'm attached to and just, like, pluck a little jaunty tune on it and then just wait to be pulled back. There you go. Seven tugs on the rope. Mm-hmm. You get yourself pulled back. I Do get an eighth for flavor. You still bring in like the half melted dwarf corpse with you? I mean... <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It mostly disintegrates <laughs> in the water. I feel like you figured out... I need a new femur part. for a club. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's certainly a femur. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring another dwarf leg. This one's uncooked. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I'll leave it. I'll just, I'll just take the diamond. Sorry, Lustra. No worries. You have that big old, uh, big old pickaxe. Yeah, pickaxe. I have a long sword. I have, you know, a hand crossbow. I've got plenty of Who things. Who would like the silvered mace? Not me. I'd say probably still Lustra, but uh, I mean, we will see if it is magical or a labor of love later. Probably. I mean, I've got magic damage on tap. I feel I mean, like it's very, it's very dangerous. It, it's. Very valuable, one way or the other. I am still underwater. Uh, You're like, I mean, I like to think you've you've swam back at this point. Last I checked, mace is a simple weapon. Oh, it is is excellent. It certainly is. Yes, it is, but I also believe it's governed by strength. Mm, Mm. Maybe also that. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be the new Merlin and take all the weapons. I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we can... See who will make best use of it. Um, everyone, it's it's a dead end past past the dwarf. It looks like they just dug too greedily and too deeply, and instead of a large flaming monster that isn't flaming or evil, um, it was a, a lake or a river or something. It they just it sprung a leak, and the dwarf down there didn't make it out. But um, she will toss the uh, she'll toss the diamond sort of like midway down the hallway 
that she found, found that, and check it out. She'll like hold the bullseye lantern up to the ceiling and then just very like Emmys, like all those, like the lights just <laughs> immediately <laughs> like spotlighting spot down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, zoom. It turns green the second it's focused on the diamond. Eh? Eh? Ah, so it detects some kind of ore or diamond in this case. It detects diamonds in the rough, maybe. Salash is going to take one of the rubies he found and throw it out as well. And he gestures towards the ruby. Light stays green. Mm. I mean, detecting valuables is pretty darn sick. That's it. Let's, I suppose there's nowhere but back to the other end, but uh, this time this lantern will light the way. Oh, Keep I'm going to shine it on all of the walls. Maybe there was like, maybe that's how they found veins of ore. Sounds about right. That's very, very cool. I'd leave it with my chief engineer. Ah. I'm going to pick up the uh, the diamond I threw on the ground. <laughs> and I'm going to pick up my ruby. <laughs> and you guys are heading back to the beginning, the T intersection? I would say. I think so, yeah. Um, I'm going to be, like, as we're walking back, I'm just going to, like, scrape the bone saw along the wall just to see if it like hits a seam or anything because i mean we found some pretty awesome stuff in that one secret door i mean do you guys you like want to stop and take your time or this more just kind of a passing perception probably just a passing thing yeah i think so yeah give me a perception uh 16 16 pretty good you guys are making your way to the T intersection down the other hallway, keeping your eyes peeled all along the path. When you get to that T intersection, the, well, first of all, the 16 unfortunately doesn't get you anything extra. You don't find any other little secret compartments. The, you use the lantern to your best of your ability, assuming that it detects valuables right now. Uh, and if that's the case, the dwarves were very thorough, and <laughs> there is nothing <laughs> detectable within the range of the mine shafts. You get to the T-intersection, and thanks to the light, you notice that the bodies of the two black-clad guards that you fought earlier tonight, they're both gone. I don't like that. <laughs> I think we'll call it there for tonight. No. No, 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 no. What eats dead people? Oh, I hope they were eaten and didn't just get up and walk away. Hi guys. <laughs> I mean the bodies and also the listeners. Oh.